Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do a live on a Friday edition of the program. Merely Bo, the great Z. How you living, buddy? Good. Happy. Not on. Not on. Good, happy. It's Friday. Curb on Sunday. Yeah. It's electric. And I walked in here earlier today yeah. to see our boy Uno mm-hmm. in here with a recorder cutting up something special for the show today. So I'm excited about that. Oh, he's cutting things up? Slicing yeah, and dicing. Where is he? Is he in there? He he came to me this morning and said, I have an idea for oh, the I like show. It. I like it. Ooh, I said, no. okay. Like, Buy stock now, kids. Ooh, he and Ocho. No. Ocho was busy putting it together. Ocho putting together his first ever like audio highlight. Ocho's package. going to. These guys. Yeah. Did we ever think. These guys have far, far exceeded even our wildest expectations of what they were capable of. I don't want to spike the ball in the middle of the, of this, of the game here and say that we've won the Super Bowl, but. They've done a nice job. We're up 28 to 3. Yeah, we're up big. Yeah. We're going to run the ball, too. We're going to be silly. Yeah. You know. And then we're going to get it done. No, this is – well, I think it's because we started out so high with Mm -hmm. the original Esteban. And then – And then not as high. And then – And then now – Yeah. These guys are like – They are the spawn of the original Esteban. Yes. I would say. But because there's two of them. Doubly fun. Yeah. It's like when two great rivers merge into one. A couple of tributaries. That's right. And right in. Right in. There you go. Um, this You knew this was coming. We did a whole thing on this. Like, would you work for, would, would you want to, would, would Pedro work for you? Would my father work for me? You said, I already know what that's like, although it, it's different dynamic. But in terms of, unless you... This was how this was going to go. Like Bill Callahan's going to go work for his kid. Surprise though, it took a while. Well, you know, it could have been. You know, there's a lot of things that are taking a while. You know, as as it you know pertains to us. But I think the um, you can't minimize the impact that Bill Callahan had here. You're, that's right. Because it's not just what he got out of you know, our, our most talented best players. It, it was the depth of talent that he developed here across all of the offensive line positions. It was the notion of when guys get hurt, next man up, and you're, there's not – I mean, Posick and Harris and uh, what, what Dewan Jones, what happened with Big Thanos this year? Like, God almighty. It, he's a top four offensive line coach in the history of the sport. Yes. 
So he's number one current by a wide margin. Second may as well be eighth. I yeah. mean, it's a it's a massive loss because it allowed for the Browns to also not necessarily have to draft offensive linemen early and still get great production out of them. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that, you know, really why Teller's become a, a perennial pro bowler under his tutelage. Ethan Posick has played the best football of his entire career under his tutelage. We saw what Dewan Jones did. You think about, you know, Nick Harris. You think about Michael Dunn stepping in. You think about Blake Hans having to step in at times. All anybody who's had to step in has done a good Jaron Christian right off the street, a guy that he had drafted yeah. when he was with in Washington and so had familiarity and brought him in. It's a very, very – it's a big loss because I think that you were able to – now the Browns, you'd also at the same time say the Browns have so much invested in the offensive line, so they yep. have the great coach and the investment. You're, you've paid – you know, you're paying Wills his fifth-year option. You've paid Batonio. You've paid Posick. You've paid Teller. You've paid Conklin. So you have made financial investment and also had the best coach so that behind that you could be – you know, have younger guys who've come in and, and – and made big strides. Luke Whipler's made big strides under him. So it's a you can't overstate the importance of Bill Callahan. But at the same time, if this is a team, here's the deal with the NFL. Bill Callahan is valuable, period. Full stop. Yeah. Okay, let me just say that. Bill Callahan becomes more valuable in a season like the last one, mm-hmm. where you have devastating injuries, a quarterback, running back, and even on your offensive line. Yeah. The offensive line coach should not be the difference in this team winning the Super Bowl or not if no. if you have the things that actually matter. And so I think for the Browns, it is a it is a big loss. I think it is very unfortunate. It's also very understandable why he would go work with his son. But just as it was devastating when we lost Nick Chubb in week two, had everybody else stayed healthy. If we were going to be a team of consequence, it wasn't going to come down to a running back determining whether or not we could win a Super Bowl or not. You look around the league, the final eight teams, all of them had their quarterback all year, with the exception of two games for Houston with C.J. Stroud. Yeah, That's the league. So, yes, your offensive line, you could say, helps keep your quarterback upright and healthy to some some extent. But that's not – while this is a big loss and he is the best in the world at what he does, Mm -hmm. this should not ultimately be the difference between the Browns being a Super Bowl champion or not. No, it's um, it's also comp- – I think if you were to go back a month, you'd say this would be completely unforeseen. This, this, this last month from a coaching situation is not how I think it was envisioned to how it would go. Correct. I mean, there, we, we have talked about this. And, again, none of this is official yet, but it's, there's a billion people reporting it, including it being sourced here locally and nationally and all of it. So it's been confirmed by people. Um, the people who are confirming this stuff are getting it firsthand. The – and, and this goes all the way back to Alex Van Pelt, who was reportedly hired. Is that official? Reportedly hired by the Patriots? Well, I'm looking on... Is Patriots, he on their website? Patriots.com. And it has head coach Gerard Mayo. Latest news, Pats hope they found the right coordinator mixed with a picture of Alex Van Pelt. So he's um, an offensive coordinator, two NFL teams They have the not moment. announced their other staff. It has Gerard Mayo as head coach. They, they haven't yeah. announced their staff, but there's an article on Patriots.com. With AVP? That says Pats hope, hope they have found okay. the right coordinator well, he's mix. he's on two websites. That's right. The Patriots officially yeah. added three new coordinators to the fold. Uh, Gerard Mayo and Elliot Wolf spent more than two weeks putting their heads together before landing on three new coordinators. Alex Van Pelt on offense, Demarcus Elliot. Covington on defense, and Jeremy Springer on special teams. So Elliot's now the GM of the Patriots. Did we... Did we miss that? Did, 
He's the general manager? I didn't until you read that. I didn't I didn't They hadn't found a GM as of 3 days ago. They were like the only team that didn't have a GM. This is what it says. So that just this is from Patriots.com. Gerard Mayo and Elliot Wolf spent more than two weeks putting heads together huh. before landing three new coordinators. Good for him. It's great. I, I always liked Elliot. him. Very much so. Yeah, he was great. Very much. Um, back to my point on an offseason as it was intended. Even going back to when um, it was reported that, that AVP would not be returning here, you were, you were, we were on the program and you said, look, th- that there was a, an intent for him to still be on the staff, but in a different Capacity. set of circumstances, right? So now it's not a, amenable to him. No. And so, which is fine, which is how you get to a point now where what you thought would be maybe some tinkering to the offensive staff is now a full blown rebuild. As and of some now, of that building has taken place reportedly. As of now, the only offensive, the only member of the offensive staff that would be back that had a position coach title would be Chad O'Shea as of today. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know because now two people he worked with here. One of them is now in Tennessee, and the other one is in New England. Yes. So he could be pulled in either one of those and directions. He's been with been New England New before. England. Yeah. So that 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 this could end up being like an, a complete turnover of the offensive staff by the time it's it's all said and done. And that was not, I think, how you know at some point Kevin Stefanski will talk about all this, but I don't think that's how he went into the off season thinking I'm going to rebuild an entire offensive staff. My guess is. You won't hear from Kevin Stefanski until the combine, right? I don't know when they did when they did Schwartz a year ago. He was down there and yeah. introduced him. The I, I would think when that time comes, <laughs> Coach would be there to make a statement, but not probably take any questions. Probably the next time he takes questions is at the combine. Yeah, if I, I had that, to guess, right? But like the AB stuff we got on Ken yesterday was from Zach down at the Senior Bowl. So like, yeah, all that's in play too. Like if you run into him somewhere. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know. Um, Bill, you when when the, when these guys came on, it was right around COVID. Um, but I do remember, like right before COVID, like running into Bill all the time in the cafeteria. We'd see him all the time back in the days, and the best guy, nicest guy ever. And I mean, he'd be missed. He'd be missed tremendously. You know. Yes. I, I just wonder. I, th- I I think maybe it took this long because. Maybe Bill was like torn a little bit, like loyalty to to Kevin and what's going on here, and knowing how close this organization is. Yes, you want to go if your son needs your help and is and is asking, but maybe there is a little bit of sense of loyalty to Stefanski and what has been built here over the last four. He's years. got a great and situation. Was, yeah, well compensated. Yeah. To yes. be, there were a lot of things that were very good for Bill Callahan about being here and a lot of things that were great for us about having Bill Callahan here. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so those – and I don't know that going into the hiring cycle anybody thought – I don't know that anybody necessarily thought Brian would be hired to be a head coach, right? I mean, that I think kind of came a little bit out of the blue. Yeah, and he tennis, wasn't. He rocket shipped up. You know, like he went to Tennessee and they're like, well, you can't let him leave the room. we got to hire him. And they did. It was like, wow, that's crazy. Like he went from like Brabel – who was like this institution in Nashville and with that organization to, yeah, we don't like what he said at his, his Hall of Fame ceremony in New England. So he's That's out. still the craziest reason I've ever heard. Dude, NFL owners, man. That's the craziest. Can, that can is the craziest, though, to me. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what – that is probably, you know, when you, when you think about it, that's probably the uh, 
that 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 path leads leads them in a different direction. And then all of a sudden, Brian comes in, and, and now Brian's a head coach. Of course, you know. I mean, the the offense in Cincinnati, Zach calls the plays. Correct. So to go from not being a play caller to now a right top an organization, show. it's a it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but and and I don't know when we'll get official word on this stuff or not. Probably next week sometime. I don't know. Um, but that's that's where you stand at this point. So Alex Van Pelt, as I mentioned, has been hired by the Patriots to be the offensive coordinator there, and be on Gerard Mayo's staff there. There's the connective tissue with Elliott. So both with Green Bay, that that I didn't realize. He, I knew he was. I guess now that when you said his name, I remembered that he was in the front office there. Just so you know, he is not listed as their GM in their front office. You get a picture of Bob Kraft. You get a picture of Jonathan Kraft, the president. And then a guy named Matt Groh has a teeny little picture as director of player personnel. That's it. Different now. It well, seems. Uh, I mean, on their coaching page, it literally just has a picture of Gerard Mayo, and then it says the rest of the staff will be announced at a later date. Yeah. And on top of that is on that very same page is an article that says Pat's hope they found the right coordinator mixed with the pictures of so, all of these coordinators. So it says, no I'm looking at an article from yesterday. Um, Ever since announcing Mayo as the new head coach, team has been in scramble mode conducting interviews, looking to fill positions on the coaching staff with no single individual in charge of the front office. Two key individuals in the decision-making from the front office – Director of Player Personnel Matt Groh and Director of Scouting Elliot Wolf. So maybe it was a director team effort. Director of Scouting. Um, from Mike Girardi up in uh, Boston and NESN's, I don't know, Boston Sports Journal. That's where he's from. Some external and inter internal sources believe Elliot Wolf will eventually, <clears throat> excuse me, be the choice to run the front office. However, it remains unlikely he'll get the title of GM. Mm -hmm. He has an excellent relationship with the Crafts and appeals to them partly because he didn't grow from the Belichick tree. Yeah. And he has aided Mayo in his, in his coordinator search. So there you go. Yeah, that's the AVP is the Green Bay. Faux show. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. That would be it for sure. So there you go. Um, hey, I, I wish yeah. AVP well. Total sidebar, like, great guy. Yeah. Brought a lot to awesome. this. All these guys, man. Yeah. All, yeah. I mean, I didn't know TC as well, but, like. TC was great when I got every we, time I interviewed we, we him. Were in, he was in here once, maybe, but the rest were were, were awesome humans. Yeah. Great guys. Great to learn from. Yeah. And I, and I do think that, like, you know, not as – this this has taken some different turns, you know. Why has like it? For for we talk about the plan and it, of no fault of their own. Like you you can't control what's happening around the league, but this probably isn't what you thought you'd be doing a month ago with the staff. So um, we will go around the league. Uh, we are going to do we'll, we'll do curb. We'll do some little curb homage to curb. Um, I was thinking about that this morning. F season finale season. The first episode, the season premiere of the final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm is Sunday. Anyone who listens to this show regularly knows how much we've always loved the show and referenced Seinfeld and Curb and all of that. And we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, this, this notion of like my our whole lives has been influenced by this dude's comedy. Yes. Since teenagers till now. I mean, it's 100%. from the 90s to now. I would go home 
I would race home after basketball practice to watch Seinfeld. Never missed it in real time. Like we're old enough to where we watched it in real time. We didn't even have to have TBS or Netflix. Thursday at or like was, nine o'clock. Yeah. So for me, it was Thursday at seven or eight. I think eight. I think it was on at eight. I think Friends on was seven. NBC. That's right. On the on the uh, what was what they call that? What they call that? The Thursday lineup on NBC. Must see TV. Must see TV. Must see TV. Yeah. So his Friends was on at seven, and then there was a buffer, and then Seinfeld at eight. And then put like for in my time zone, then they would have like ER at nine was the yeah. setup. Um, but yeah, like it's been, it's remarkable. Like it's 30, 30, my, as long my formidable years, entire adult life, LD's comedy has been in it. And I would say no human has brought me more laughter and joy than him. If you think about Seinfeld through curb, I don't think it's close. No. How would you rate the pod you just listened to? He didn't give much, you know, what he gave, but it's was it like, enjoyed? Did you enjoy? Of course, because it's LD and it's Bill and it, it's fun. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you feel like you know Bill for so long and from all the, the I always listen to the one on Sunday with Cuz and so that that all lines up. Um, it reminded it reminds me a little bit of people always said this about Eddie Murphy, anytime that he does anything comedic, like whether he's on a Saturday Night Live reunion, the one time when he was, or anytime he used to, he would be on like a, a talk show, people are so ready to laugh at Eddie. That anything he says, you just You're die for. Yeah, and that's kind of like LD didn't give Bill much, you know. Like there was some, there was some genuinely very funny stuff, but he would ask him like pointed questions. Eh, eh. A lot of that. Did you see Larry attacked Elmo? I did. I also. Did you he, see his apology? He had. I did not see that. I did not see the apology, but I did see him on this morning, um, on one of the morning shows, and they they apparently he said this. This is so. So LD, he said, the one thing I will not, like he gave a list of things, he, don't ask me about this stuff. And one of them was like Taylor and Travis. And, and so they asked him and he goes, he goes, you got some nerve like to, a, to sell it. And he goes, I've said the S word one other time in this program and I'm going to say it again. I couldn't give a about that, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Well, it's becoming, but, yeah. It's, it's it's becoming a hot button issue. I don't think it is. Oh, it is. No, no, I think it is a corner of idiocy. Oh, it is. That is hot. that has made it that. I well, not me. I don't know that. I is. mean, the Mark Andrews thing, Mark Andrews saved that person. Nah, All the mentions were anti-Kelsey mentions. That's it's, it's Twitter, man. It's idiocy. So I said it's a cesspool. Yeah, it is. It's the worst. It it absolutely is the worst. It's so. I mean, I'm saying what I'm saying is it's getting mainstream News. That's because it's everyone's bored. Coverage because it's two weeks between. Exactly. There is nothing, there's nothing going, going on. on. I mean, so you're this. This is how this happens. Other than Harbaugh's creepy press conference yesterday. By the way, the notion of him, the notion of him like RVing from Ann Arbor to Los Angeles, and then spending his first two months as Chargers coach until they get the new facility. They must be getting new facilities in the next three months in an RV park in outside of Disneyland or down by the water. Can I get a camera on that? I, I want I want that. Can that be a hard knock? Can I get that? Him cr- driving cross country in an RV, yucking it up. Is I feel like you take Harbaugh as the Niners coach to Harbaugh today. And I understand in college you have now with, with the portal and all that, it's they're not quite as captive, but He's a guy that will help you get to the NFL. I think everybody knows mm-hmm. that, and I think that maybe – I just don't know how his style – and he seems weirder than ever. 
So did you That's see his confirmed. presser yesterday, though? We watched it. Yeah, I, th- I think he was far more engaging than he's been at Michigan in the last four years, probably. Yes, but you could tell he's just... But calling L.A. a hotbed. Dude, he's an easy time. I just don't know how he's going to... You're like seventh on the depth chart there. I just wonder how long he's got before the, they're just tired of his act. It's it is like I know he's got four. I think four would be a great win for them. There are a couple of NHL coaches that come to mind. You you may not have heard of either one of them. Mike Keenan, okay, who won a Stanley Cup at the Rangers, where he could go to a place for four or five years, flip it, and then it was done. Uh, another example is, is John Tortorella does this, who was most recently in Columbus. He's now in in Philly and great won a won bite. a cup. He was a fantastic soundbite. Won a, a cup in Tampa. You come in for four or five, and you can take it, and then it's like. It get, just, him it's, get, get him out. Get him out. Yeah. And so I think that's what it will be like with Harbaugh, where he will come in. He's gonna. They're gonna be better right away with him for sure. Like he's a winner everywhere. But you say like when you you say like how different he is, guys. I was from me to that door right there from him at the coaches press conference at the Super Bowl ten years ago. Mm-hmm. His brother is in a suit. His dad was there. His brother and dad are in suits. It's a it's the Thursday before the Super Bowl press conference. You wear a suit, you get a picture in front of Lombardi. Jim was in khakis, black long sleeve uh, shirt, had a pen around his neck with a whistle, had his 49ers ball cap on and cleats. He wore the same outfit he coaches in to the press conference for the head coaches. Everybody else who's ever done those does it in a suit. He acted like he was going out call some to 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 drop some ball plays in the dirt. He's a different dude. Yes. Very different Quite. dude. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we're going to do <laughs> – we've got our – we're going to do a little, have a little fun with Curb. We'll go around the league. Uh, what else we got coming We got the here? finals of the oh, yeah, we got finals. game of the year, the Brownie yeah. Awards. Oh, we've got Encore Mailbag, too. Yep. Well, I, I, I owed There's Bobby a, a little time. There's hey! a lot of Bobby questions. It's only Bobby. right that we circle back a little bit. And... Now, we had a great matchup in the one. Yeah. A lot of votes, too, on that one. A yeah. lot of votes. All right, we're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN. Cleveland. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Cleveland 
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join NextGen STM, presented by Ticketmaster, the official wait list of the Cleveland Browns. Being a NextGen STM, the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash STM to reserve your spots today. Did you watch any of the Pro Bowl, fellas? No. Festivities last night? Did you give a? I, I, caught, it, I caught highlights at the, on the other side. There were some fun little moments. I, I just I, – I don't know. I don't know if it works. Like, why not just do it all in one day? Well, the same reason the NBA is going to now do two days of televised primetime draft so that people can sit there in the second round and watch a bunch of names that nobody knows. Yeah. That's why. I, I don't. There's nothing on. There's nothing. So they throw it up and they'll do dodgeball but and why whatever not? else they did. Okay, so if you're going to do that, that's fine. Because dodgeball was fun. I watched the dodgeball. Who won? It was fun. Uh, the NFC. Sad. Um, dodgeball was fun. But, like, then just do all this. Do everything on the weekend. Saturday, make it the skills because there's not a lot going on. Sunday, make it the Pro Bowl and the flag football game. I, I will wa- I'll tune in to watch a little bit of the flag football game because that was, that was fun last year. There, there were some plays. There were some moments. I, I – Oh. Speaking of the Pro Bowl. Well, let's go there. Let's, let's do go. it. Let's I believe go. you have a luminary. Let's, let's, let's go let's live. Go, let's go live to Orlando. Wyatt Teller, how you doing, buddy? How were the how were the festivities last night? Hey, they were good. Uh we got to uh be in a beautiful city. Uh you know, I do love uh I do love Cleveland, but it's a little cold right now, so it's nice to mm-hmm. switch that out for uh, seventy degree weather. Yeah, that's a huge yeah, win. Big win. So give me give <laughs> us win. give us the tale of the tape for your for your week. When do you get down there? What do the festivities look like? What are your days like, nights, et cetera? At least so much as so that you can share. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's very chill. Um, you know, I know when uh, I, I was one of the last years that they actually played in the game, and that was a little bit more, you know, pr- uh, studying and practicing. This is more just, you know, kind of fun and um, relaxing, which is honestly at the end of the year, it's uh, it's the way it should be. You know, it's it's pretty tough to, uh, to keep going, and then whenever you're uh, – done with the season go out and uh get hit for uh another game but uh you know it is uh it's nice so i got in here um wednesday wednesday I, th- I guess you could get in here around thursday but we got in around wednesday and then um we basically had like three meetings which is getting nice uh we got to see disney there you go yeah so it's been a good uh it's been a good little week you're not standing in lines there are you they're running no, right, they're to the right. Front, right to the front yeah, no we uh we were lucky we got a uh, – we didn't get a carpet or anything, but we did uh, – you know, being an offensive lineman, they uh, they said, hey, you got to go with the regular mission. No. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was good. It was uh, – we, we got a VIP tour. It was, it was unbelievable. Favorite ride. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. It, I got to uh, – well, I was with my son, so I didn't get to really uh, okay. go on the crazy okay. rides. But uh, yeah, yeah. we went on – we went through uh, – what was it? Uh, Magic Kingdom and got to see a bunch of the rides. It was fun. Oh, lovely. For you, this is third straight Pro Bowl. Congratulations, obviously, on that. It's old hat for you now, right? Like, you're just kind of get to come and see some of the guys that are the perennial Pro Bowlers. Do you guys have your own, like, club? Like, you and Joel and the perennial Pro Bowlers and all that? 
Yeah, no, I don't know about uh, having our own club, but we uh, we definitely have. Uh, you know, it's cool to see the guys that you uh, that you know and get to um, get to you know catch up and see what everybody's going through and you know what's changing and seeing guys having kids and everything like that. It's cool. Why, you know, one of the things that is, you know, constantly this time of year when you talk about the Pro Bowl and the NFL is trying a bunch of new things. It's very not not how the Pro Bowl used to be played, but you have to evolve, you have to adapt. Does this version of the Pro Bowl work for you? Are you enjoying it? Is it is it something that you think the rest of the guys in the league are enjoying? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think, like I said, it's just, you know, it's hard when, as an offensive lineman, so much of your game is – you know, the communication between each guy, you know, when you're going in for one week, you just, if you expect to play well, that's kind of crazy because, you know, so much of it is understanding the playbook, so much of it is understanding technique and fundamentals. So when you go all and there's guys who, you know, different techniques, all different coaches coach different techniques. So um, it's, uh, it would be, it's not as fun as people think it is, you know, obviously we're athletic, but, you know, so much of offensive line play is, you know, consistency and, you know, communication and experience with the, the guys around you. So, you know, it is, it's, I kind I kind of like the, the layout now, um, you know, we get to spend, uh, you know, a week in uh, a beautiful city without, you know, beating our bodies up too much, which I know, uh, you know, at the end of the year, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to be here. You know, there's a lot of guys who, uh, you know, had to opt out for injury. So, you know, you, you don't want to get injured and go into the off season with uh, no. another, uh, another lingering problem. So I know that a lot of the fans are like, you know, I'd rather see some hitting and some fun, but it's just like, it's really, uh, no, yeah, no, it's, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're absolutely good on that. Just, just lay low, buddy. Stay healthy through it. Um, nothing official yet, but a lot of reports around the league that, that Bill Callahan will be indeed joining his son, Brian on the staff in Tennessee. Uh, know how much Bill has meant to you. And again, nothing official yet. Just what we're seeing reported. Uh, what can you speak to Bill Callahan's impact on your career and, and on the offensive line play here in Cleveland over the last few years? Yeah, I'm going to miss Bill. I know that's uh, kind of crazy to say because, you know, our day-to-day has you know always been a roller coaster. But, you know, I'm so thankful uh, to have him in my corner. Um, you know, I've been thankful to, uh, to have, you know, one, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Bill Callahan as an offensive line coach, but also as, you know, a, uh, as a friend and, um, you know, as a mentor. So it's been, it's been good to, uh, to watch, you know, to, to see him go uh, coach with his son. And, you know, that's never really been done. So, you know, it's, uh, if, it, if it does happen, again, speculation. But, you know, I'm really happy for him. It's all reported. You know, I hope the best for him. Yeah. Uh, Certainly, yeah. of course. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, you know, I, like you said, it's <laughs> unique, the father-son. You were just talking a second ago about, you know, father-son time down in Disney. It, is, it, is, is he old enough? I mean, he's only just over one, right? To even Can you tell? Is, is he digging? Is Brooks digging what's going on down there in Disney? Or, or is it still kind of just... Oh, we're a little young for that. Yeah, he's a little young for it. I, I didn't know if you were asking if he's going to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And well, maybe you guys will work together. Exactly. Know, you can't say he wouldn't. <laughs> maybe, but uh, yeah, but um, no, he's uh, the shapes and colors and all that stuff. He's starting to, yeah. you know, he's seeing that all that and he's enjoying it. But you know, he's uh, I don't know if he understands exactly what's going on. He is, you know, 13 months old, but um, right. still to kind of see him, you know, notice everything and see everything. It's you know. It's a, a proud parent moment. Did he get to meet Mickey? He did get to meet Mickey, but right what a, I what that he had a nice yeah. he had a nice little fall, so he was already in a bad mood. So when he saw <laughs> Mickey, it wasn't it wasn't the. Uh, so the what's best. this huge mouse doing, <laughs> man? This guy's freaking me out. <laughs> My middle when we first went was terrified of him. <laughs> this mine's a monster mouse. It's a giant's mouse. Yeah. yeah. Why? Is, what are, why are you bringing me to this thing? <laughs> it seems terrible. <laughs> Well, Wyatt, obviously, yeah, no, that's exactly right. 
Have fun down there, man. Absolutely. Enjoy it. We're so happy for you again to get this great honor and recognition, which is certainly so well-deserved. So have fun down there with the fam, and uh, yeah, enjoy your third consecutive Pro Bowl appearance. I appreciate you guys. I can't wait to get back to Cleveland, though. Well, we can't wait to have you. I'm not able to say that from Orlando, but I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to get back, you know? <laughs> well, that's I why you're special. You <laughs> we appreciate you, brother. Uh, will, that wilderness is not lodge is a hell of a place. Oh, it's a great really, place. Really spread out there. Yeah, they take care of you. They yeah. do. Uh, it's like the wild frontier. All right, that's uh, Wyatt Teller joining us there uh, on the Twisted Tea Hotline. Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea official uh, of your Cleveland Browns. There you go. That was nice. That's good. It's great. Yeah, appreciate the good, check. Good job. Give it. Yeah, well, he felt he he reached out yesterday and was like, "Hey, totally my bad." Um, I was with a kid at Magic Kingdom, and the, the don't day we don't, totally we don't want to interrupt that. I was anyway. like, "You don't need to apologize." Like, That's if you, right. can, if you Live, got baby. a few minutes today, swing on by. We make a lot of. Uh, I've certainly made many, many a mistake as a parent. You do the best you can, but one of the things that I am most proud of is waiting. And this is a Pro Bowl, so this is different. Like, it's not like he's taken there on yeah. purpose, but waiting until Bootsy was old enough to be able to navigate it and appreciate it and appreciate yeah. it Enjoy because it. you don't want to go a lot. And and you want to be able to – it's an absurd commitment, both time, financial, all of it. And so, like, you, you do not – if you're out there and you're like, my, oh, I got a three-year-old, no. No. You Wait, want that bang for they, that buck. You want the bang for the buck. And I think anywhere between – I think the minimum age to go there and to, like, truly get it is, like, six. I think under the six, it's tough, really tough, because they're going to get tired, and it's a lot. Yeah. You're walking a lot. You've, you're strolling. And how many days are you going? And then you've got to – you almost have to have a rest day. You can't just go, go, go one day yeah. after the other. You almost need a day where you're like, you stay at your resort, or if you're staying off property, you just hang out at the pool all day. Maybe play a little, you know, mini golf, something to just break it up a little bit. Yeah, it was about a year ago we went. It was right around this time, like middle of February last year when we went for the first. I went the first time I ever went was on a media junket. Oh yeah, and I came back and I thanked my parents for never taking me. I thought it was great. It was awesome. I thought the rides were great. I thought it's like a total experience. Like nobody has rides like Cedar Point, but Disney isn't. It's not the rides. It's the experience. Like as soon as you walk in there, you're you really are transported into another world. They like, take care of you. Like well, there's as soon as no. You, as soon as you question. walk onto a ride, the ride begins. Like as soon as you get in line on a ride, the ride begins. The experience, yeah. experience of it. You know that sometimes that's a, sometimes that's a three hour experience. I don't know what that would that would suck. I would not would have wanted that part of it. So I, I never I did not. Have I to don't do that. go to that line. Yeah, I go I to the shorter. Certain things. people are. You know, we're not doing that. Um, do. We got a couple other things. We have the uh, the Raiders hiring Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator. Marvin Lewis, new assistant head coach, and possible uh, possibly could be there. A Hughes sighting in there. This is what we're we're thinking potentially. He just got ran in what Grambling. Yes, yes. he got ran down Maybe there. Maybe for his attire. But that's know. neither here nor there. Who knows? But um, I think yeah, that man. makes sense for uh, Antonio Pierce to bring on Marv. Yeah, absolutely. And then that would make sense that Hugh is meeting about possible positions. Yeah. So. I think the Kingsbury hire, to me, signals that they are probably going to be in pursuit of Justin Fields. I think that would be a fit. Raiders. I've yep. seen a lot of speculation about that. That would make as a lot well. of sense because I think he's attainable for them. It's a very Raiders type play. Yeah, high ceiling, big athlete, box office, all that. And I, I don't want him there because I think it would. I don't think it's going to go well. Um, but uh, I, I, I think that's a very good chance of that. And I think Cliff that you, could, you like, could run back the Kyler offense when they exactly went right. eleven and six and twenty one. 
You could say, hey, we'll just do this. That's what it feels like. And they can, you know. That's what it feels like they are doing. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, it's amazing to me. Cliff just gets opportunities. Charismatic, handsome, good yep. offensive mind, takes yep. you a long way. In Must life. crush it in the interview room. People are charismatic, charismatic, handsome. He just said it. Yeah, yeah. He just walks. He's six three. He walks in. He's a former NFL quarterback. He was big man on campus at Texas Tech. Like, yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's an easy sell. You can get a long way in life that way. Steve Belichick interviewing for a defensive job on Jed Fish's staff at the University of Washington today. Think about that. Think about them going like, Dad. Come on, dude. You couldn't. You didn't. You can't get it. You're the. You won more Super Bowls than anybody. You can't get us a gig. It is wild. And so now they're they're going to be, you know, coaching LBs and on in Division One football. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, retiring to be named the head coach at his alma mater, Miami Northwestern. They are the I'm pretty sure they're the Bulls, but they are they're I know they're blue and yellow. I'm, I can almost picture it in my head. I'm pretty sure I have that right. Um, but he is uh, that's a monster school for producing talent yeah I, I had one other thing for you this from pete thamel for college football related within the hour sources the sec and big 10 set to announce they're setting up an advisory committee mm-hmm. expected to look at the entire college sports landscape and solutions within it oh bishop i'd like a soundbite from you well uh there will be three hours on this on monday at nine fine how about um you interview me in the form because there's so many ways. Like, well, I could hey, turn this okay. into 12 minutes. What, so, like, in like, a second, go ahead. I'll stop. Clearly, no, I know this, you're for that. Clearly, that. this is this is a very good thing for college. <laughs> that felt football. like a very gibbe comment yeah, from you, by the way. What's that? That was gibbe? hurtful. Clearly, it's a good thing for college football if these two it's, get together. It's a good thing for the Big Ten and the SEC if these okay. two get together. Well, and the other teams need to get in line. Well, it's yeah, they are going to. Though this has been coming for a long time, they are going to. Those two conferences are going to essentially become the governing body of the sport. Yep. So this is the first step in that. It's not a coincidence that it comes after the week after the chancellor at the University of Tennessee called out the NCAA for its hypocrisy. By the way, which is hypocrisy in its own right, because the NCAA is sort of the University of Tennessee. They hire the NCAA. They're one of the member institutions. They work for them. So they're suing themselves. They're calling out the hypocrisy of themselves. It's just nonsense. So... The most powerful entities are SEC and ESPN, Big Ten, and Fox. So what's going to happen is they are going to run the sport entirely. And where we're going to go eventually, I think, with this is you will get a pay-for-play college football model where you pay and they split revenue. And what that will do is it will allow for the the schools that are in this group to control their rosters. Right now they have no control of the roster. Every time they go in front of a court, they lose. Every time they go in front of a court, they're told, look, these guys fig- – this free labor checks every box of an employee. So how, why would we make you the exception? Why are you the exception where the rest of the world, yep. you're an employee? So they get spanked every time they go in front of a court. So they're going to have to share revenue. They're going to have to share television. Um, my hunch is they will privatize football. So what that will do is it will get them out from under the Title IX issues that otherwise would be there so they don't have to pay non-revenue athletes, right? So they're really only – there's football – at that level, and there are some other ones, and some basketball programs are revenue generating. Vast majority of them aren't. So they'll privatize football, they'll share the money, and these two are going to rewrite the sport. And when you think about a 12-team playoff, 
and everyone's like, oh my gosh, that means we're going to get Tulane against Ohio State at Ohio Stadium in a first seat in a in a first round, maybe for the next two years, while this agreement's on. But as soon as that agreement's over, that twelve team playoff is going to look different, and it will be majoritarily made up of the of the schools from those two conferences, as much yes. as eight of twelve, because they are not going to share the pie with anybody else. Yes, that's where we're headed. What happened today was the first step in that regard. Look forward to hearing the rest of there the it clock Monday yeah. morning. That, there that's, it is. that's what's coming. That was a good that's condensed version. There you, go. Yeah, there you go. There's three minutes. Uh, that's why, like Ross Bjork, who they have, that new athletic director down there, came from Texas A&M. All of these things are connected, kids. All of them. All right, we've got a uh, top, what do we got here? Top free agent list. Thing or not a there thing. There you go. I like it. All right, so we'll do that. We'll do that coming up next. Cleveland, I almost said <laughs> Because of what I just did. Sorry. Sometimes the wavelengths, the wavelengths I, go I like this. I led you to water there. They cross. Cross yeah. into the streams. They cross the streams a little bit there. Um, all right, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Don't miss Billy Joel, Rod Stewart together for the first time ever. It's Friday, September 13th, Cleveland Brown Stadium. Tickets are on sale right now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash Billy and Rod for 2024 for more information. It's Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for one night only. Um, all right, we got a little, we got a list here. Boy, do we. Yeah. I there we go. It's called Thing or Not a Thing for a Friday. Let's do it. Uh, this from CBS Sports, Cody Benjamin, the top Free agents projected landing spots for Mike Evans and 19 other vets from playoff teams. Okay, these are I'm playoff go team free 19. agents. I'm going to pick out the biggest ones. No, but can we talk about Baker last night? Yep. Someone's getting chested boy. again. He's got to see who's calling the plays before he makes, sure he makes any sort of decisions. Okay, all right. It doesn't take long to, to rehabilitate that belief in oneself. No. Just one it season. just gets quick. How quickly you forget the interception at the end of the? We even made game. he even made like a joke about it. The last pass I completed was to Alex Lizaloni or whatever. The, the guy for Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, there's a lot of news out of Tampa. He played well. I'll give him his credit. I mean, the guy played well this year. He's fine. He's 64 percent, four thousand, twenty-eight touchdowns, ten picks. It was like his year here in twenty twenty. Yeah. It's his like it's almost a mirror of his two thousand twenty season here. Yeah. That's that's it. That's what that's that's the, that's the right, one. That's the, yeah. That's the good. Yep. Fascinating to see where this goes from a contractual standpoint, though. With didn't him, somebody did Tony Pauline say he's going to get forty million a year. I saw that today. Come but on. But he's also non-committal to the Buccaneers until he knows who his OC is going to be, yeah, which it looks said. like it's going to be the kid from the Rams, LaFleur? who I think he worked with. Lafleur. Lafleur. No. Lafleur is the OC for the Rams. Um, the quarterback coach, Zach Robinson. Zach Robinson's in Atlanta. No, it wasn't even him. No, it was he a guy that. Atlanta. Yeah. Hold on. I He's the OC he for was, Raheem. He was going yeah. back and forth between the University of Kentucky and the Rams. He did it like three times. Hmm. The like running back coach? He's like running back or receivers. Might be receivers know. coach. No. I don't know. I'm out Hold of humans. On. I'm out of humans. His name is Liam Cohen. I can't find what his position is with the Rams. 
It's good. It's good. A good interjection, yeah. Gibbe. I'm gonna say something, but I have no facts. He's currently <laughs> the OC and quarterbacks coach for the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, and so most recently in the NFL, he was the OC for the Rams last year. Hold on, he was with the Rams 18 through 20. See, don't you see how this is gonna work when when they're in the buddy cop and it's one's in the, and yes. Uno's in the sidecar yes. and they're both like trying to decide if they can charge a suspect and they're on their phones looking up if he's committed a crime or not yeah don't you see how great this is it's, it's a hit it's i mean I, there's no doubt that hit. it's a hit so he went he was with the rams 18 through 20 uh, went to the wild went to kentucky okay. for like a year came back to the rams and uh -huh. then went back to kentucky and then this, this is the guy they want this guy he got replaced with lafleur lafleur is their oc mikey lafleur so this so he is wants reportedly him? Is that the idea OC. This is what they're hinging on Baker Mayfield re-signing. So was he there? You're saying that this guy was the OC for the Rams in 22? Yes, because or the quarterback coach. I don't know which, but Baker had a soundbite this morning at Pro Bowl practice saying, yeah, I worked with him. He's great. He worked with him with the Rams. Yeah. That's when he went there late in the year, won that big Thursday night game on like three days' notice. He was the Rams coordinator in 2022, did not call plays for them. Would be his not. fourth stop in as many seasons. Yeah, I don't know if that's something that you should be anxious about if you're a Tampa Bay fan. No. Why are you bouncing back and forth between the University of Kentucky and L.A.? Hmm. You're in the NFL. Probably, probably for the cash. Kentucky probably pays more. Oh, by the way, he beat C.J. Stroud in the finals of the Precision Passing Skills Challenge. Yes, he did. There you go. There you go. He should be feeling chesty. Yeah, he is. He's no. feeling quite chesty. He was. What happened with Chief in the catching one? I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't know. It I was didn't... what I told you guys it was. Did you see Puka Nakua catching on like a wakeboard? That's uh, what I said. Like they would do like the videos. So I don't know. I saw him shirtless and he was getting ready, but I don't know what happened. I don't either. It, it's, uh, it's, no, yeah. it's, not, it's not good. All right. Let's go through a couple of these guys rapid fire. Baker Baker Mayfield, thing or not a thing, back to Tampa Bay. Bishop. I just don't think there's well, – I think it's going to happen. I think it's a thing. I just don't know where else to go. Like, where else are you going right. to go? You know? Yeah. And for them, like, they need to decide, like, they're, they're going to be in the same spot that we were in here with him, where you have to say, like, okay, like, nine and eight, they, they want a playoff game. Like, that's – to be commended, they won a playoff game, but there's not much beyond that. There's a ceiling on Especially it. Especially with their aging roster, right? Like, what do they do with Mike Evans? What do they do with all this stuff? I so, mean, like, is you know. Mike Evans going to come back? Why did you draft Kyle Trask if you were never going to let him play? It's a point. I don't know. It seems wild. They've never let him play. Yeah. No. Is that the coach's way of staying employed? I don't do know. whatever it takes. I don't know what this guy is, but I know what this guy is. So, let's just roll with it. Um. Philly running back, DeAndre Swift, is a free agent. Projected team, Jim Harbaugh's Los Angeles Chargers. I like that. Zagura, a thing or not a thing? Young, younger, more juice than Eckler at this point in his career. So I, I think that would be a, a good thing for Justin Herbert to have somebody who's a little bit more dynamic. Harbaugh used two running backs most of the time. He's been at Michigan when they were at their best and split the carries up uh, with Corum and Edwards the last couple of years. I could see how he'd want to do the same thing here. And now you could have Eckler and Swift kind of playing the same role and both thriving. Up next, Tony Pollard, the Cowboys running back, now a free agent. 
he did not have a good year. He, he was supposed to be. Year. Everyone wanting him to play for all these years, and, and then, then he never. Yeah, it wasn't. A thousand yards, wasn't much. but only six touchdowns. Yeah. The new great. threshold for like a wow NFL running back season to me is 1,400. I, it's the first on, number I had in my head. On 17 games, like, I'm, I'm not going to be excited about 1,000. No. Or a total Seven. yardage of, you know. 100 total yards a game is yeah. always a pretty good. That ought to be where you're at. Projected team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thing or not a thing, Bo Bishop? I just don't think it makes any sense. What are they trying to be? What's wrong with Rashad White? Yeah, no, I not. No, not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be overpaying for that. Do the Mike Evans one. Yeah, let's go on to that. Mike Evans, wide receiver, Tampa Bay. Projected team, Cody Benjamin, CBS Sports. The Houston Texans. Zagura, thing or not a thing? Why not? Be a big thing for him, big thing for CJ. You'd have all of a sudden you'd have you would have on you'd have two beasts on the outside with Nico and him, and then in the and slot tank. you'd have Tank Dell. And you have Dalton Schultz. I mean that would be that'd be a problem, a formidable. Yeah, and he's a Texas kid. He played at a And I don't know if they need it though. I'll be I, seriously. He's that good, and they've got Nico Collins is a younger. He's not Mike Evans. Yet. No. This is his first big season, but he was that big outside vertical threat. Yeah, I, I think it could be one of those things, though, too, where like make, Mike's made a lot of money. He's uh, he's a gold jacket, and he's from Texas, played at A&M. Like, maybe it won't take everything in the world to get him to come home. According to the scuttlebutt was that Mike Evans might see $30 million, which I thought was insane. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, that doesn't put you on a winning team necessarily. No. Mm-mm. Uh, this article also has running back A.J. Dillon from Green Bay going to the Ra- Ravens. I don't know if the Ravens – I think the Ravens are just fine at the running back position. They've proven it with Dobbins would, going out. Like, they don't even need Dobbins. No. I, if you're them, you, you just draft them and free agent them. You don't need – you're good. All right, next up is the one I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver Gabe Davis. 45 catches, 746 yards, seven touchdowns for the Bills. Projected team, your Cleveland football Browns. Zagura, I'll start with you. You're itching to talk already. I can see it. What are you doing? I don't know. I just want to see how that would look. <laughs> what did you think? Not much. <laughs> Not much to it. Maybe he took the hat off. You maybe. could be talking. You could be cooking now, a little bit of gas. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Gabe, it makes a ton of sense. It's, I do think it's a thing. <clears throat> Dorsey knows him. He is a vertical threat. He's got size. Mm-hmm. He would fit the bill. Because you're. I think people think we're going to go out there and end up going for an Evans or a T. Higgins or a DK Metcalf. I just don't think we are. So you're looking for somebody who can give you that vertical component. Like if he gave us 445, 746, and 7, we would be thrilled. Be kill for that. Thrilled with that. Yeah. And I think he could do that. So two things on this. Yes, to every, all your points. I've got to get used to Dorsey knows him and not being the full Dorse because we did that for all those years. Think of Barbie and Ken. I know. Ken. I, I have to be able to to separate that. So when you say Dorsey knows him, I'm thinking, what the hell's that have to do with anything? Um, and then you remember. The other part of it is Gabe Davis, for me, is forever linked to a fantasy football draft that I did where I basically wrote down everything the guru said on the guest appearance for us, and I picked all of them. And among them were he Sky Moore. and Gabe Sky Davis, Moore. Two years and, ago. And it was one was, of those. It was. But, like, Gabe, Gabe Davis, Davis was good. It was feast or famine. Like, yes. it would be 
three for 120 and two touchdowns. Yes. You or, that against the Steelers, like or, 160. And or, or one for 19. Yes. And you're going, Phew. Yeah. But he would fit he what would, we need. Yes. Perfectly. Very much so. It will be fascinating to see what these big-name wide receiver free agents get knowing how good the wide receiver class is in the draft again this year. Is this a good class for it? Pretty for the good. Receivers? Pretty good. It's just wait. We're gonna. We got, we've got it. We're gonna have to. Excuse ha- me, Officer Gibbs. Are you, are you sure that? Uh, yeah. How much scouting have you done, Gibbs? Because I think Uno's done quite a bit. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the best podcast <laughs> just, available with host co-host Dane Brugler coming up in less. Oh, than what a great get! Oh, you great might, get. You might want to have Uno. Have Uno there. like right there. He told me yesterday I need to get, step my game up on the scouting because I <laughs> didn't know how to pronounce the running back from New Hampshire's last name. <laughs> Dylan Lauby, you're my guy. Now he knows. Except I'm not sure that he even got it right there. Uno, so we'll have Uno, to wait and see. Uno, do you feel comfortable that you could <laughs> on list like the top five receivers in this draft based on kind of like consensus pre-draft rankings? Yes, I do. Gibbe, do you feel comfortable that you could <laughs> write now? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> no. And the defense rests. And that's it. All right, there you go. Don't worry. Thanks. I got a month. We'll get there. Hey, there's one other final one real oh, quick yeah, yeah. in ahead, 30 seconds. Yep. He's got Fletcher Cox projected to the Browns. Makes sense. Jim Schwartz Defensive reunion, tackle. and we're gonna we had a lot of DTs on one year deals. Yeah, you know, basically you had Dalvin, and then Shelby was a one year deal. Elliott was in the last year of his deal. Mo Hurst was a one year deal. I mean, it would be year thirteen. Ika is the only other guy that was really, yeah, there. So yeah, so there, there's gonna have to be a big rebuild. Yep. On on that uh, side of things, uh, it is a mailbag edition of the program. Get your questions into Gibbe, um, and he will. Uh, we will get to those coming up at two thirty. We have the Brownie Awards. Uh, we pay homage to the great LD and curb your enthusiasm as well. All of that coming in the final hour. Cleveland Browns Daily eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, provider of copiers and document services for your Cleveland Browns. They'll tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. A couple of news and notes around the NFL today. Uh, Reportedly, Bill Callahan, our offensive line coach, headed to Tennessee to be the offensive line coach there. I said reportedly. For his his son. Um, Now, it has been confirmed by multiple people, but just not by the organizations involved. Uh, Alex Van Pelt, however, has been confirmed by one organization, and that the it's Patriots. on their website. Alex Van Pelt, the new offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. So, yes, that's where you stand on all that. You have the um, you've got the Pro Bowl festivities. They started last night. They go all weekend. I think they're off today and then back on Saturday. Is that right? From the Pro Bowl standpoint, yeah, they're. I off. think it's yesterday and Sunday. And Sunday, that's it. Okay, so and so they're they're just that's nice. Today two they days in Orlando, and you you get to do the resorts and get the you know the backstage passes and yep. cruise that way and go yep. on the rides and see that's a win. That's that's what the old win Honolulu used to be for the families—a free vacation, mm-hmm. put you up in a nice place in Hawaii, and it's a vacation and everybody wins. 
that's the way that that goes. Um, all right. Curb your enthusiasm. Final season kicks off Sunday night on HBO. God, in so honor of it, we are going to give our top ten episodes each. Each. Um, we'll you are we have. you are far more confident in yours. I I am. I had twenty one though. I had a hard time getting it down to ten. I have twenty one that I want in my top ten. Do you know twenty one names of twenty one episodes? You're like oh, this yeah. is the one where this happened. No, I knew. See, I don't. I, knew I don't names. have. I don't there have was. That. Hold on. There was one that I didn't know the full name of as it was actually written out which was and this did not make my top 10 but it's it was in my top 10 i knew it was the one with where he stole the roses to honor funkhauser's mom the, and but the episode's called the ida funkhauser the roadside ida, memorial yeah, the roadside memorial which yeah. is amazing yeah. that's very good all right so we're gonna go 10 to 1 is that the operation yeah and we're gonna we got to see how many we have it is all right use on yours because you wrote your names down yeah. if i had it as well you give it a give it okay. a nice little check all right mark. You ready for number 10? I am. Kevin, hit it. Number 10. Uh, You can go first. Your Honor, you can have it. Number 10, The Car Salesman. (laughs) Season 2. This is the earliest episode. I had a couple others from Season 1 that did not make it, and another from Season 2 that ultimately didn't make my top 10. So I'll do that after the fact. But The Car Salesman, GTS, guaranteed tremendous safety so what's gt guaranteed tra- and it starts with him coming out remember he's watching uh yeah he's watching like jerry springer yeah and he's like yeah 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 he's all jack yeah his yeah. enthusiasm for selling cars is unmatched yep uh the car salesman ended up number nine on on my list so okay. uh i had it nine uh number 10 on my lit my list i don't remember what season this is from um, but I believe it is, I, I'm pretty sure it's titled The Ski Lift. Uh, that would be number four on my list. Okay, this is The Milk Thick Plates. The, the, this is, yeah. <laughs> the so Milk Plates. You have that. You've got the, the act, what actually happens on the ski lift. which The edible. The edible, which we can't talk about. Yes. Um, what season is that? That ski lift is season five, and that is number four for me. Okay. Because Larry's to- trying to win over the guy who, I think... Can decide if Lewis can get a kidney. It's, yes, Lewis is getting the kidney. He yes. needs this guy's blessing. This guy's daughter. Can make him get him up the list. Yeah, and he's he, he pretends to be orthodox, orthodox. in yeah, order to. Yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah. It's all unbelievable. One of my favorite episodes and it, of he, all time. Kind of the daughter is annoyed with it until the whole way, but the breaking point is on the ski lift. That's the. Well, she can't be with him after. Uh, that's the end of that. Sundown. That's that's right. It was all it all went to hell. Like, well, jump. <laughs> Jump then. So good. Great. Great. No, that's good. Oh. That's it. So that's I got good. this. All right. I have that. So we've got, uh, so far, we're two for we're two. Number nine for you. All right. Number, number nine for number me nine. is car salesman. Number nine for me, and this one I also had to look up the title of, but I knew it was the first yep. episode of season 10 called Happy New Year. Uh, that is the one where they're at the party and they're making fun of some of the, the things that are viral at the time where everybody's calling, saying Jeff looks like a certain person. Oh, God. Accused of things in Hollywood. Yeah. Larry has to go have lunch with that guy, Phil, the food guy who travels. Right. And he wears the hat yep. to try to think that he can get out of it because nobody yes. is. Yes. And it ends with him at Mocha Joe's being kind of like harassed by him and buying the, the lot next to him. So that sets up that whole season store. for the spite store. But that is the one where he buys the spot yeah. to make Latte Larry's. All right. And I had... Uh, Andy hooks up with Cheryl. Oh, that's right. So I had Car Salesman on this one. I, okay. I had Car Salesman 9 was number 9 for me. Okay. Number 8. Number 8. 
Number eight for you, sir. And this one I had 100% at the ready. Mary, Joseph, and Larry. <laughs> I had a call yesterday. I got a call today. Probably the best. I'll have call tomorrow. Scott Scorsese. It's probably the best, like, him pretending that he's like an actor or whatever scene ever. Unbelievable. Ever. Unbelievable. Call, and then he fights yeah. with... Um, the, oh, I, can't, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who plays Joseph is from, like, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, he's yeah, from yeah. Anchorman. He was the sports guy. Yeah, yeah. Champ Kind. He was Champ yes, Kind. Champ Kind. Yes. Yeah, Champ Kind. It's Joseph. He's Joseph. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I went, number eight for me was Funkman's sister. Bam Bam Funkhauser. Bam Bam Funkhauser made list oh, for man. me at number eight. This is Jeff at the dinner. Jeff. Oh, I'm well aware. You're well aware. This I'm just is telling a, the audience. It's on my enough. honorable mention. Okay, so this number eight to me was this. Was, was we get to meet played Bam Bam by, Funkhauser, played by the mom from uh, O'Hara, yeah, Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. She's she plays it spectacularly. Jeff, of course, because he can't help himself. Dinner, all of it. The Funkhausers, Susie's in the mix. Wanting it, it's perfect. That that yeah. That's eight for me. Number eight. Okay. Number seven. Number oh, seven. Boy. Number seven for me is one of. This is how good it is. Like number seven for me is worthy of even being even a number one, but it's obviously not. And it is from season four, Wandering Bear. <laughs> Wandering Bear features Chingach Cook from Last of the Mohicans as the guy who is, he's, I guess he works on their yard, an Indian gardener. Um, he helps Cheryl with a malady that she's experiencing. Yep. Wandering Bear also features Jeff and Larry taking, dabbling with some videos that are perhaps off color. Yep. That's when then they hit the dog and they need Wandering Bear to heal the dog. Yep. That episode has so much and I love it. Oscar. It was Oski in the red looking for Oski. Oski, yeah. Um, Wandering Bear to me is <sighs> it, 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 that is a special episode. They're, they're all so good. Uh number what are we on here? Number seven. Number seven, seven for, for me you. was foisted. So this is episode, this is season nine, yep. episode one. Yep. Uh Leon is on an absolute heater in this one and this yep. is where larry realizes that his life could be in danger uh because of some choices that he has made in his professional life and thinking that things are going to be funny and certain people don't think that they are no not at all it's the fatwa not not at all so i'm gonna go foisted number six. foisted's in my honorable mentions right, very good number six number six number six for me the carpool lane this is great it's very good larry Hires a worker to be a ride with him so he can get in the carpool lane to go to the Dodgers game. It also features Larry smoking weed, mm -hmm. talking to himself in the mirror, helping his dad out for his cataracts. And it got a guy off of a murder. It did. It's got, there's a lot in this episode. There is. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Oh, one, I recommend it. But I, highly. I'm going to revisit some of these. I think you should. Um, I think you should. Yeah. I uh number number six for me. Okay, so that's carpool lane. Yeah. Okay. I went uh I believe it's Seinfeld. 
Seinfeld, so it's when they yes. that's the finale the finale of that season is of called that Seinfeld. season is called Seinfeld. You get you they actually make Seinfeld. Yep. They actually do it. Uh, Larry gets Cheryl back and then only screws it up because she leaves uh, the glass that has condensation on the table. She doesn't and respect wood. She doesn't respect wood, and and the whole thing comes to a crashing halt. You also get Mocha Joe, which sets up future Latte Larry. Latte yeah. Larry. Leads right into, leads right into the next one. So Seinfeld for me was number six. Uh, on my also on my on my. Uh, I mean, my top ten list had 21 episodes. That's right. So that was next. There. Number five. Also from uh, from season seven, which was the Seinfeld season, I have The Table Read. Okay, I have this one four. Okay, The Table Read is obviously I'm the sorry, Funk I have Man. this three. I have Table Read three. That's the Funk Man's joke. That's it's, the, the it's, assistant's daughter wants to be his buddy. Come on. The funk man's joke is just that alone for the fact that that was real off script and Seinfeld loved it and Larry hated it. Table reads all LD didn't know the real LD didn't know he was going to do it. Correct. Did it. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Yeah. Number five for me. I had trick or treat. This is him and LD or him and Leon in the house now and the trick or treat girls that are a little too old. Uh, to, to mess with him. this bald. Yep. That's it. That's it. So I tried. That's a great one. Not on my, uh, uh, I need to add, let me add that to my, uh, I I had that one in there. Uh, number four, uh, next rather. Number four. All right. Number four. You had ski lift. You had ski lift. Number four for me, black swan. Oh, baby. It's, it's got it. The only thing that's a little annoying in it is the cousin and the hats and all that nonsense. But it's so great. That golf's be, involved. That's number two for me. Number two for you with that's Black Swan. Yes. Yeah. It's, the golf stuff's incredible. I hate birds. He takes the ultimate frustration out on the Blacks. You Kyoko. kill Kyoko. Yes. Amazing. When he's Funk like getting interrogated. In the, mix, the crispy onions. Uh, all of it. All of it. It's, it's Gotta have my onions crispy. Gotta. Yeah. yeah. So that's number four for me. All right. Next. Number three. Number three for you. Mine is Table Read. Number three for me. Crazy Eyes Killer, <laughs> which is Wanda Mary's yep. Crazy Eyes Killer, yep. who is a, a gangster rapper. That's right. And Larry and he are friends. You've got a lot of incredible lines that we cannot say on the show. No. It's one of the best and most intelligently done bits of comedy. I would put it up there with Chappelle's show yeah. with the famous sketch that everybody knows about mm-hmm. with the white supremacist it's that good crazy as killer is unbelievable it is it's it's you sweet. learn about taking house tours why that's important you do it's pretty good that's it's on it's number two on me it's number two for me crazy eyes crazy eyes is two yeah that's oh, great all right so uh next number two well for you so we did that, we did and you that, had so Black crazy, Swan, and you had Crazy, eyes. and so there's so then, and you had so we have one left. We have the same. We have to have the same Palestinian chicken. Yeah. D- next, number one. Number one. Yeah, Palestinian chicken is Palestinian number one. chicken. Number one. It's perfect. Perfect in every way. It's it's one of the funniest. And anytime you watch it, it absolutely holds up. I just and watched you, it on the way back from Miami yeah. in January. Yeah. It was on the Direct TV, and I rewatched it. It was as funny then as it was the first time I saw it. The funk man stuff is unbelievable. The Jeff stuff's unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. And it's you that good. you got in not only did it have that, 
that also was the social assassin episode. That was the social assassin it, episode. That you get it's all basically it. two great episodes in one. In one. Yeah. All right, can I give you my uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, go ahead. Cuz I had I had many of them. You got you got 30 seconds. Accidental text on purpose. Cuz yeah. that's something I incorporated in my real life. Yep. Beloved aunt. The obituary, okay. and it doesn't say beloved yep, yep, aunt. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. The baptism from season two. Yeah, the, the fi- doll was pretty good early on. That's when he cut the hair of the doll. Yes, of, Susie, of Susie's kids. Susie's kids yes. doll. That was pretty Sammy. Good. Sammy. The yeah. five wood. Five wood was where very he takes good. it out of the casket. What's the one where Funkman's daughter and LD takes umbrage with one of the choices? She well, I, there's not much more. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I got Bam Bam Funkhauser, Foisted. The nanny from hell. That's right. Yep. Mr. Hugh. Mr. Hugh, yeah. The Ida Funkhauser Roadside Memorial. Um, a particular profession, Gill. <laughs> I had Seinfeld. Shoes. And then Mr. Softy, which is the softball league. He blows oh the softball. Gosh, yeah, and then great. Buckner saves the baby being flung yeah. out of the building he at the end. He gets retribution for yes, Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. We'll do the Brownie Awards coming up next. You'll we'll see the Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What a run. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Brownie Awards continue. Oh, man. By the way, it is Buckle a, up. This is Uno time. It's is Uno time. Oh, is this what we've been waiting for? Yes, dude. This is what this yes. has been your efforts? This is. All right. What time is it right now? I don't know. 225. Yeah. Am I am I am I missing something in the rundown? No, here you go. Here you go. No, I see that, but what I don't see anywhere Uh-oh. in the rundown. Wait a second. A GFOTD. Where's the GFOTE? Uh, because I was editing for this, I, we didn't put it in, but I, we have one. Yeah, you, we always right have to have one. Yeah, we well, need. We're going to need Griff on the microphone speaking it to us. That's the penalty for it not being in the rundown. Before the mailbag. All right, very Griff good. Will slide over. He'll slide over. Good. All right, for the Griff, for the Griff stat of the day. GFOTD. Got to do that. Got to do it. 
Um, all right, do, I don't know what's happening here. Do you have something? Yeah, tell us. Prepared? Take over, Uno. So, this is Uno. Everybody, gather around. Uno. For it's a, the hold finals. On, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Not yet. Patience. Patience. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time now to hear from the great Uno. Uno. Well, how about it? So for the finals of the best game award, we wanted to do something special for the That's last right. two right. games. So Griff, this is actually, special. Griff definitely helped me put these together. He deserves credit too. Job, Griff. We put together a kind of a special version of the highlight tapes that we've been doing for the final two games. So the Ravens game was victorious in its Dominant matchup, fashion. and the Jets game was victorious in its matchup over the 49ers. Great job receiving game. by us. Okay, so let's. Let, just, I'll give you a little lesson here. You, you got to because not miss a little, miss a lot. So what we need to do here is say set the scene. The semifinals pitted the Browns and Ravens is the one seed versus the Browns and Bengals is the four. The Browns Ravens game won with a whopping 90 percent of right. the vote, 276 votes, 90 to 10 on that. So it advances to the finals where it will meet the winner of. The Browns-Jets game, the two-seed, and the Browns-49ers game, the three-seed. The winner there was J-E-T-S, Jets-Jets-Jets. It wins with 58% of the vote, uh, 400 votes. Yeah, people got into this. That that was because of the the brilliance of the receding. Yeah, it was the brilliance of the receding. So, it is Browns versus Ravens, the one-seed. Jets versus Browns, the two-seed. And now, Uno, you can take over. So, we put together some special uh, highlight reels for both of these games. We'll start with, should we start with the two seed to give the one seed the advantage? Sure. Yes. We'll start with the two seeded Jets Champions game. prerogative, yeah. After rattling off three wins in a row, the Browns had the chance to clinch their first playoff berth since 2020 on Thursday night football at home against the New York Jets. The Brown and Orange started the game with the football and would go 75 yards in seven plays, capped off with a Jerome Ford touchdown to go up seven to nothing. Shotgun snap. Here's Flacco looking, throws left sideline, caught. Ford's got it. He's in. Touchdown. And the Browns take the opening kickoff. And on a night where they can punch their ticket, they just punch the Jets. The Jets would respond quickly, though, as Trevor Simeon hit Brees Hall for a touchdown, and the score was tied 7-7, just 10 minutes into the game. Nice snap, Simeon back, looking, throwing, middle, caught across the field, and it's caught by Brees Hall. He's to the 10, to the 5, and in, touchdown, Jets. The scoring barrage did not end there, as the Browns would answer and go 7 plays and 75 yards again to take a 13-7 lead on this Kareem Hunt touchdown. From the 7, they give it to Hunt. He's at the 5. He's going in. Touchdown. Kareem Hunt from 7 yards out. He blasts through the Jet defense, and the Browns retake the lead. After being unable to capitalize on a Jets fumble, it was the Browns' defense stepping up as they had all season long. Rookie safety Ronnie Hickman would intercept Trevor Simeon and take it to the house as the Browns upped their lead to 20-7. to Play action fake, throw over the middle, it's picked off, the Browns have it. 25-20, it is Ronnie Hickman, he's to the 10, he's to the 5, he's to the pylon, he's in, touchdown, a pick six for the rookie from Ohio State. To start the second, the teams got off to a slow start until Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore connected four times on one drive, including an eight-yard touchdown to extend the Browns' lead to 20. Flacco to throw, looking left corner, that's there, touchdown, it's Elijah Moore! From one former Jet to another former Jet, and the Browns lead 26-7! 
The Jets would stay in the game with an improbable pick six from Jermaine Johnson that put the lead back to 13. Play action fake, looking, throwing. It got knocked down and picked off by Jermaine Johnson. He's got a pick six to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown. The ball got deflected up in the air, and Johnson picked it and scored. But Flacco and the Browns didn't blink, and on the next drive, Flacco threw for 72 yards on two passes, including 50 yards to Jerome Ford on a magical touchdown that gave the Browns a 34-14 lead. Joe Flacco got hit. He rolls out of the hit. He runs it. Then he throws it, and Ford caught it at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's still going, and he bolts his way in. Touchdown, Jerome Ford. A play you will not believe. The Browns took a 34-17 lead into the half, and the playoffs were just 30 minutes away. Outside of a blocked field goal from Shelby Harris, the teams traded punts back and forth in the third quarter, and the lead remained 34-17. From 31 yards out, the snap is back, ball down, Zerline into it, and it got blocked! The kick got blocked! As the Browns got in there, Delvin Tomlinson was in there, he gets in there along with Zedarius Smith, and they block it! Unbelievable! Shelby Harris was in there, they blocked Greg the leg Zerline! All the Browns needed to do was hold on to the 17-point lead for 15 more minutes, and they were off to the NFL playoff. In the fourth quarter, the teams traded field goals, and the Browns maintained their lead at 17, leading 37-20 to with 2 minutes and 53 seconds left in the game. The Jets had the ball one final time and would throw 11 passes on the drive. A catch from Kenny Yaboa officially ended things as he was tackled as time expired, and the Cleveland Browns were back in the playoffs. Takes the snap, pops it over the middle, caught by Yaboa. He's at the 15. JOK's got him. Three, two, one. That's it! The Browns are going to the playoffs! Clear your calendar in January, everybody. You are cordially invited to the NFL postseason. Great job. Good effort. It's awesome. I want. I, we need Browns therapy. Who's doing some great work right now while we're doing this, yeah, this he's program today? He's, he's on fire. But you know the one where we have the guy on the, our shoulders and he's getting popped around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the shoulders being being popped around. We we do need that. All right. So that is the Jets game, and now you've done a similar. And we've thing. got more. We have more. We have the Ravens version as well, too. Right? Yes, we do. All right. So here's the Ravens version. After a dominant win over the Arizona Cardinals, the Browns were off to Baltimore to face the AFC's best team. The Ravens were 7-2 and two and in prime position to get the one seed nine weeks into the season. The Browns were 5-3 and three and needed the win to stay alive for the AFC North crown. It was a tough start to the game for the Browns. On the second play of the game, Deshaun Watson was picked off by Kyle Hamilton, who returned it 18 yards for a pick six. Ravens show blitz, now they pull it back. Ball is patted in the air, and it's intercepted, and he walks into the end zone. It's Kyle Hamilton deflected it high in the air and ran it into the end zone for the Ravens. Get on the board again four minutes later with a 39-yard run from Keaton Mitchell, and it was quickly 14-0 Ravens. Jackson, quick step, now hands the ball off. Running to his left is Mitchell, and Mitchell breaks free along the sidelines. Inside the 15, the 10, the 5, into the end zone. Touchdown, Ravens. 39 yards, cutting to his left. It's 13-0 Baltimore. As the game progressed on, both defenses started to lock in. The two teams would combine for only four field goals after those two touchdowns, and the Ravens took a 17-9 lead into the half. Good snap, good hole, kick is on its way. And it is good, and it's 17-9. to The Ravens would get the ball to start the second half, and they started it with a bang as Lamar Jackson hit Odell Beckham Jr. for a 40-yard touchdown on the Ravens' first drive of the second half, and the Browns were again down 
two scores. Jackson to throw, middle of the field, passes, caught, middle of the field. Odell Beckham to the near side, inside the 10, the 5, touchdown, Ravens, 40 yards. A quick pitch and catch, Jackson to Odell Beckham with 12.29 to play here in the third quarter. It's 23-9, Ravens. The Browns responded with a much-needed 17-play, 75-yard drive, finished off by a Kareem Hunt touchdown run. Down 24-15, the Browns went for two, and Deshaun Watson cashed in. The Ravens' lead was down to seven. They hand it off to Hunt, running to his right, hit in the backfield, steps to his left, dives toward the goal line, dives toward the end zone, touchdown, Browns! Running to his right, Kareem Hunt. It's 24-15 with 2.20 to play here in the third quarter. Brown's going for two. Watson out of the shotgun. He'll take the snap. Drops back to pass. Looks toward the middle. Now he'll run. He's got an open field into the end zone. He converts the two-point conversion. It's 24-17. We have got ourselves a ball game. A big sack for Miles Garrett and JOK stalled the Ravens' next drive, and the comeback looked to be on as the Browns were going to get the ball back, down seven with a chance to tie it up. Jackson out of the shotgun. Blitz is coming from the near side. Jackson sets up in the pocket, steps up now, and he's sandwiched down at the 46-yard line. Well, they're going to get JOK for that sack, but he was helped out by his teammates who flushed Jackson inside. However... James Prochet would fumble the punt away, giving the Ravens the ball back with a chance to go back up two scores. The Ravens would do so quickly on a drive that saw four total penalties, including two automatic first downs, and the lead was back to 14. They hand the ball off to Edwards, running to his right toward the goal line, back to the goal line, into the end zone. Touchdown, Ravens, as he spikes it home. And it's now 30-17, Baltimore on a two-yard plunge. The Browns would answer on their next possession as Watson hit Elijah Moore for a 10-yard touchdown, cutting the Ravens' lead back down to seven. Watson takes the snap, drops back to pass. Pressure's coming, moving to his left. Pumps once, throws inside the 10. He's got Moore at the goal line, into the end zone. Touchdown, Browns. Two plays later, the game flipped the Browns' way as Lamar Jackson's pass was tipped high into the air by Oba Okoronkwo, and Greg Newsom did the rest. Takes the snap, looks to his right, ball is swatted high in the air, and it is intercepted by the Browns! Greg Newsom along the sidelines into the end zone! Touchdown Cleveland, 33 yards off the deflection at the line of scrimmage, no penalty flags! The Browns had completed the comeback and were an extra point away from tying the game. But Dustin Hopkins would miss wide left, and the Ravens still led the Browns by one point. But here's the point after by Hopkins. It is good. And well, no, it's no good. It's no good. It's a one-point game. Oh, my. Hopkins just missed the point after. The Ravens had the ball with eight minutes left with a chance to ice the game. Their drive got off to a promising start, but a delay a game penalty and a big stop on third down from Zadarius Smith would stall the Ravens and they would be forced to punt. This gave Deshaun Watson the ball back with just under five minutes remaining, and he wasn't going to let the Browns lose. Two big throws to Amari Cooper kept the Browns out of trouble, and they were in business with first down near midfield. Big plays from Ford, Hunt, and Watson after those Cooper receptions got the Browns in field goal range. And with three seconds left, Dustin Hopkins would redeem himself from the earlier missed point after and hit the kick of the season from 40 yards as the Browns knocked off the Ravens and were in prime position to make some noise, not just in the division, but in the AFC. This will be a 40-yard field goal attempt for the middle of the field. Three seconds left. The Cleveland Browns to win it. Down one, 31-30. Here's the snap. It's a good one. The hold is good. The kick is on its way. End over end. And it is good. But there's a flag on the field. There's no foul for illegal leverage. 
field goal will count. This will end the game. And that will end the ball game. The Browns have won it 33-31. They've come from behind. They've erased all the mistakes today, and they've turned it into a victory. All right, there you go. Your one seed, your two seed. Great job, Uno. Good job out of Uno and Ocho. Good job, boys, on that. Thank you. Um, so th- that voting begins. It's up, right? You got it up? It's, it's up right it's now, up yep. and It's available. Um, I don't know which way this is going to go. The Ravens game, I think, was surprisingly strong. It was. I think the Jets game, if you think back, is what's the signature game of this season in isolation? It's the Jets game. What is the signature game of last season that gives you excitement and hope for this season? And beyond, it's the Ravens game. Well, 65 votes in. The Baltimore game has 65%. I'm telling you. the Jets game has 34%. It's the association. I think that's a big part of it. But No, I understand the hopefulness. I think I, I just don't know how you beat the Jets game. Like you, what, what Donovan said at the end. You can't beat the Jets game if you're looking the, at it just from what that season was. It perfectly encapsulates – the highest point of that season, knowing everything you now know about that season. Knowing all right. of it. Looking back on it and putting it into perspective. If you were to tell me, pick one game that puts you in the best mood about last season, it's the Jets, Jets. game. Yes. If, if there is and the game one, puts you in the best mood about this season is the Ravens game. Correct. If there's one, I don't know if it's an argument, but a, maybe something against that Jets game. The first half was unbelievable from a highlight standpoint when Uno and Ocho are putting it together. Yeah. Nothing happens in the second half. No, you race out. Joe had 300 yards at half. Remember in the over-unders were like 300 yards, and I think one of you guys went under, and he was over at half. Yeah. over 300 yards. Nothing happened other than Shelby Harris's blocked field goal in the third quarter. No, there was a course there. He had 296 at the half. Yeah, it was right at 300, yeah. A 33-game streak was broken by the Jets' defense. And a half by Flacco. By Flacco. Yeah. I still love that LD talked about Flacco on that pod. That was great. Very, very good. Uh, we'll hit the mailbag coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Runs Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk Serious Issues. Serious lawyers call Wayne or Elk, Ohio for a free case for you. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Are we ready for the Griff stand? Hold on. Well, I got it. We got to give it. First of all, uh, I like this. This is from uh, Scott Martin, who's been a great friend of the program for many, many years. Sure. Said that when we get the Griff Fact of the Day jingle actually ready to go, it should end with the sound of a bowling strike. Oh, yeah. I like that. And now yes. I want, for authenticity's yes. sake, I'd like it to be a sound of, of a Griff bowling strike, his own strike. Yeah. I want to hear the pop of his pins. So they say it's like a snowflake. Every bowler has their own has their unique own. pop of the pins. Yeah, I like it. Would I you like agree it. with that, Griff? Of course he would. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty creative. I, I like that. He's for All right, it. He's, he's for, for it. it. So good. So here we go. All right. Fact of the day, fact of the day, fact of the day. It's the Griff fact of the day. <laughs> Thank you. So for today's fun fact of the day, I remember Z specifically saying that he wanted more uh, fun facts about either me or yes, Uno. Yes. And so that's exactly what we're doing today. Okay. So for today's fun fact, Stock both up. Uno and I were both NCAA athletes at one point. Do tell. Yeah, I was gonna say, so yes, yes. You have got Uno, my attention. Uno was a very good sprinter in college for sp- BW. Wait, what? You were a sprinter at BW? What? That's correct. Yes, I was. What Not for long, but I what was for about a season. Like the 100, 200? 100, 200. Give me, yep. your, give me your times. Personal best. Uh, my 100-meter dash personal best was 11.5. 
200 was 23 9. 23-9? 23-9? What are you, Michael Johnson? This is exactly who you have to reference. Exactly. He's the king of the 200. And then as you could probably as we, you guys we, probably you're a bowler. Know, I was a college bowler for West Texas A&M. What you may not know is I also had a very short stint playing JUCO football my freshman year of college. Of course you did. Of course you did. West Texas A&M, what's the mascot? Buffaloes. Buffaloes. I love it. The Buffaloes. The Buffaloes. Where is West Texas A&M? That is in Canyon, Texas. It's about 20 miles south of Amarillo. Amarillo by morning. Uh, good stuff, boys. Yes. Well done on both very fronts. Good. That's a very good job. Who no? I want to see you. F- when are we? When do we get to have a a race? I think we can. You want to have a I race? Anybody? I think we could hustle people. Griffith the lanes. I like it. Uno is a sprinter. We'll Us just go outside. to like a local park and be like, Us you think you can outrun the deals? Yeah. Oh, you think you can outrun this kid? You can outrun Uno. You think you can outrun him? And he can like stand in the corner and stretch. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Billy Ho from yeah. uh, White Man. That's exactly out. right. And yeah. then we'll be right across from oh, like, bowling alley. Like running? Yeah. I was supposed to race the great Baco Nation when we were in the Greenbrier, but it never you'd came about. You'd smoke, you'd smoke him. him if you're he, he, him, and everybody you'd else kept telling him. me that he was going to win, and I, fast, I was adamant that I was going to that I was going to beat him. Yeah, there's a how did this level. never happen? I don't think we didn't have time for it. We were busy. There's plenty of time. No, there we was time. Greenbrier, time. You know, there was time. You guys were out at the fields by yourselves for hours and hours a day. You're talking about one sprint. I'll tell you something. Who's busy? The big man, the luminary of all luminaries, and he was out there sprinting. Yeah, that's true. Are you referring to me? No. I was going to say. No, the luminary of luminaries, as in oh, it doesn't get any higher, I, I, was out there sprinting. We watched, we watched many a workout. Yes, so I'm saying Uno and the watched Nation. Watched Bubba Ventrone run 100-yard yep. sprints. There's barefoot. a part of me that thinks now the Nation left so that he never had to never have Never had to do it. I got this from Zach. He wanted a, uh, a bourbon that is a good sipper. Um, that, that he would enjoy straight, but his wife could use in cocktails uh, so it doesn't feel like a well- waste to help a guy out. Basil Hayden, man. Do a little Basil Hayden. That's a good one. Use Gentlemen, I, I, do have, I do have a little sad news. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. you got like two minutes of can, content left. I know, but can't sad news come at 3.05? I think we have, to, we have to acknowledge this. Carl Weathers. No. What? No. No. Apollo Creed? For his roles in Rocky, Happy Gilmore, Predator, Star Wars, and more. Sadly, has passed away at the age of 76. He's in the ads right now reprising the role of Chubb Peterson coaching Gronk in the Kick of Destiny 2. Correct. Oh, He's in. No. What happened? I don't know. Oh, that sucks. Apollo Creed is lights out. Chubb Peterson I mean, is lights out. Here, here's, a, here's a little. I liked Apollo more than Rocky. Hot take. I don't think it's that hot, and it was really tough to watch Ivan Drago murder him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. Have you well, watched the Creed He was movies? also very – not yet. Uh, I'm going to watch it with the boys. I want to watch those, too. I mean, yeah, I think they, they, they seem like they would be good. Excellent. Yeah. And he was actually very damn funny in Arrested Development, if you watch that show. Great show. David Cross's acting teacher. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's an icon. Chubb Peterson was He's a, unbelievable a in Commando. Like yes. he's the other end. Yes, of this. yes. A hell of a, uh, a hell of an acting career. Um, I, I have one more, Bobby. Eventually, I will get to all of your questions. You better print them, give it. We went a little long. Uh, this is from Austin V, though, and I got to get this in. Okay. And I can look up all of Bobby's. I've got a whole page of Bobby questions. Good, okay, good, good, good. Bo, when the new NCAA football game drops, yeah, will you require your boys to bring a mid-major to prominence in the dynasty mode? 
before they can start a dynasty with a blue blood school, similar to how you do with Real Madrid on the FIFA. <laughs> no, what I did with Real Madrid is I make I they have to earn the right to, to play, play Real Madrid. Yeah. So they have to they have to be So they'd me. have to earn the right to they play have to earn the, the right to play the Buckeyes before yeah. I played them. Like you have to I'll play with some middling team before you get a chance to play Ohio State. I would do this. Like I'll have to beat Wisconsin or Penn State. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You have to earn the right and the privilege and or sometimes the, blue. the weight of that is tough. Is suffocating as they What happened? Did they Madrid. did they ever get into the new Yeah, they're in it. Out? They're all in. They got we got it they got it at, at Christmas and they're they've been playing it. Now they're too busy, but like anytime they have downtime they they get well, back into it. They also have a lot of Fortnite time. Well, that's – I got home last night. With his girlfriend. Among others. I got home last night after basketball practice with Beamsy where he's he basically has now turned me into like around the horn or something or like first take. He like just asked me historical sports questions just one after another. So he was Jordan versus uh, – Jordan or LeBron, Dad. And so then we had to have that conversation on the way home. And then we get Who's home. Who's doing this? Beamsy. Beamsy. We get home and it, it felt like – I was on the front lines of a tactical assault. He was in the basement, the speaker thing, loud, yelling and screaming. I'm going, what? Like, Bootsy's trying to sleep upstairs. Like, what the hell is going on? I go down there. He's yelling at his buddies. You're the number one Kappa. You're glossing him all the time, all this other nonsense. I'm like, all right, we got to lock. This is out of control. It's out of control. I'm going to build a soundproof room. Lock this down, Bishop. You better lock it down. I'm going to build a soundproof room where he can go in there and yell at people. Like a little gaming room. Make it a with closet. There you go. Soundproof. I just want to say, I feel like there's a little bluster. Remember, Buddy Garrity was going to be sleeping outside. He was going to be a house dog. Maybe you need to make what the, house that, place? the house that you were going to build for Buddy Garrity on the outside. Turn that into a gaming hut. That's not a bad idea. You want to go game? Get in the hut. In the hut. So much more to come. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Next week at this time, we will be uh, wrapping up the Super Bowl preview program, kids. What do you got? That's very good. It's very good. Therapy's on a heater. You think you're fast, Uno? Let's see you run around the Muni lot with a terrible towel on game day as people are throwing beer cans at somebody running across porta potties. That would be fun. Oh, man. The next level's next. Have a great, Have a great weekend. weekend. Everybody, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. It'll be fun to say that on Thursdays. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.